Good morning, good morning, good morning, saints of God. This is a glorious morning. Amen. A blessed morning. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, he said, I was glad when they said, let us enter into the house of the Lord. Amen. There's somewhere in this world that we're not where they cannot enter into the house of the Lord right now with with peace and thanksgiving. Right. Amen. So I was glad when they said, right. let us enter into the house of the Lord. And there was no one at the gate Amen. to say that I couldn't be there. Amen. Amen. I just want to give thanks right now to your lovely pastor. Uh, my friend, uh, what he didn't know was I was always watching him while uh, he was playing the organ because that's what I wanted to do. Amen. And God called me to preach his word. But I'd like to say thanks uh, to your pastor, Reverend Harley, of this house, Open Door Sanctuary, and, and, and thanking him for welcoming me into the his house, to, to give a word to his sheep, amen, to God's sheep, amen, don't get it wrong, don't get it twisted, I can get a little animated, don't, don't mind me, I can get a little 100, I'm, I, I try to keep it real, amen, I try to keep it 100, but I said, I just want to say thank you to um, this servant of the Lord for allowing me to come before this God's people in this little section of the uh, a vineyard. And I just want to say, uh, I have a word from Ohio this morning Amen. that I pray that just won't be good to you, but good for you. Amen. 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 So let us bow our heads in prayer so I can reach out to our father for his extraordinary spirit to rest upon me as I. Ask him in Jesus' name, Father God, to remove me from this place. Lord, so that these your people can hear a word from on high, Lord. Lord, a word that will be able to edify them. Lord, a word that would be able to keep them, not just today, Lord, but the days and weeks and months and years to come. That they will remember this word, Lord, that you are giving them. Like you said, and wear it around their necks so that it will be a guide to them, a light unto their feet. Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would give me utterance of speech and clarity, Father God, of your word so that these your people can understand it. Lord, you always told me, Lord, to keep it plain. So that these your people can hear it and go out and perform what it is that you're saying. Not just be hearers of the word, but doers also. Yes. Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus with thanksgiving in advance for what you're going to do. Yes. Thanking you for what you've already done, Lord. And thanking you for what you're even doing right now. It is in Jesus name that I pray with thanksgiving. Let the church say amen. 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 And amen. amen. This is the day. That the Lord has made. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, Thank for you. allowing me into your pulpit. You. And 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 we've come from a place that uh, we've learned that anybody just can't That's right. stand up here. You're right. <laughs> because we have, a, as the word said, a lot of sheep. 
a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing and you know in 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 today's world we uh know that there's a folk that's been selected for those with itchy ears and uh i'm just think i'm thankful in the lord that he selected me and that man did not select me amen and so <laughs> if you bear with me i know you can because you bear with your pastor every sunday <laughs> i know you can bear with me i just I just like to have a little fun, keep it real, uh, because if you don't think God had a sense of humor, you don't know God that well. Amen. Because he uh, He called the people that he called to pastor and to, to give his word and to deliver his message. Some of those people are some of the strangest folk right. that you would have ever encountered. That's right. Tell us. Some of them are, are, are folk, folk that's so peculiar, so, so, so. Uh, uh, different, amen. Uh, 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 folk are so used to hearing uh, certain things by from pastors. They've been uh, groomed in their lives to only hear certain ways of preaching, and they 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 don't understand that there's teaching and there's preaching and there's exhorting and there's all sorts of things that God would have His people to say, but we are stuck on one method of receiving His word, and so. When the word is being given by folk, folk don't receive it because they're not used to a pastor telling a joke, you know, or, 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 or being funny or, or just being real. We are human beings. And the one thing I, I don't like about, um, uh, on the way we serve is that people look up and they see us in the pulpit and don't realize that we're people. We're human beings just as those are sitting in the pews. And we have problems and we go through issues in life and we have all of those same things. And we also have to be obedient to God. So uh, without further, I'm just going to. Uh, that was a beautiful introduction. Um, I thank him for um, being my friend, um, being a mentor, somebody that I can call to ask questions when I need to. Somebody that I can hear a word from when I need to hear a word, because as pastors, we pour out so much. And we need to be poured into. Um, Paul said it. I was poor. He said I was poured out as drink offering. Right. He's, he says I've been poured out. And he was at the end of his ministerial journey. Journey. He was about to die. And he said I'm poured out now. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so we need to be filled up every now and then right. um, with his word. Not just uh, preaching, but we need to hear it. And so I'm just thankful that the pastor, your pastor, is being able to sit behind me today and hear a word from God on his seventh year of his uh, ministry journey, being a pastor. Uh, you know, this thing is not that easy. And I, I think some pastors make it look easy. I'm not going to I'm not going to brag or anything like that on myself because I don't. I always tell my congregation, this is not the Darnell show. Don't get it twisted. This still belongs to Jesus. And so I'm going, I'm just going to give him the glory in, in that, but just also know that we as pastors get up here and we have to do this so that it can be easy for you to grasp, but it's not always easy for us. Amen. So I just want to, uh, uh, if you could, um, my wife always tells me, first lady, um, um, she always tells me, uh, and I know she's listening. She's going to say, 
she's going to critique me when I'm done. So um, she always says, you know, don't say too much. I say, well, I'm going to say what God tells me to say. And if they don't like it, the door is open now. And then we don't lock you in here. So if I take a little long, don't mind me. But I try to stay obedient to God and, and, and mindful of time. Amen. Amen. I want to read for your hearing on this seventh uh, year of your journey. And, and some of you may have been on this journey with your pastor for the whole seven years. Um, it is a journey. Um, God has blessed uh, open door sanctuaries for seven years of ministry. It's been a rough road sometimes and sometimes it's been up and sometimes it's been down. Um, but I was going to come here and, you know, and, you know, preach uh, something about the number seven. And, you know, we all know we all been in church long enough. We know that God loves to play on numbers. And seven is one of his great numbers. And it's the number of completion. Yes, it is. Amen. It's a number of completion. So I, I talk to my, my friend a lot and and I know that sometimes he don't understand what God is doing. He just don't understand it. We all don't understand all the things because God said we will know in part and we will prophesy in part. Amen. Amen. And so sometimes we don't get the whole picture. Amen. Sometimes God don't let us in on the whole the whole story because he know that we will mess it up. Amen. And so this seven year journey that that number seven, the number of completion, I believe in my spirit because I pray about I pray a lot. And I ask God to enlighten me about certain things. God's given me the ability to know some things. And, and, and it used to scare me, but I understand it now in my, in my, um, my elder, in my, in my wise age. Um, but <laughs> he's that allowed me to understand some things, but that number seven being that number of completion church, um, you've completed a league of your journey. Amen. And that that part of that hard part of that journey is over now. We don't have to ponder on that. Don't dwell on that part anymore. Don't don't dwell on the part that, you know, well, where are we where are we going to be? Amen. We're, we're well, what's going to become of the church? Amen. Um, it was a scripture text and it, 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 it leaves me and it escapes me at the moment to, to know the exact scripture. But it, it was saying something about if it's not real. This, this one particular guy was saying, if it's not real, cause they wanted to shut down, these, they wanted to shut folk down that was preaching and teaching this God thing, this, this, this Jesus thing. And they said, and he said, if it's not real, it won't last. He said, but if God has anything to do with it, you won't be able to stop it anyway. So I want you to understand that some things try to transpire in your seven years. And it's trying to seem like it was going to stop you. Amen. But you got to believe that if it's God, it won't be stopped. Amen. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to the pastor right now. I'm talking to his congregants right now. I'm talking to your open open door that if you think that you can just walk away. If God is not in it, you're going to leave. It's going to dissipate. But if God is in it, no one's going to stop it. COVID couldn't stop it. COVID just gave us a new platform. COVID didn't stop it. Amen. Amen. Pastor had some issues with his health, but God is good. Yes, he is all the time. He is good. Amen. Amen. He 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 is there for you. He's 
He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. I know a lot of times we, we preach from the pulpit and, 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 and folk think we just recite in scripture that we memorized. Amen? Amen. No, I, I recite scripture that I believe. He said he'll never leave me. And he'll never forsake me. Amen? There's been times at night when I was up late just, just boo-hooing, believe me. Just, just boo-hooing. Oh, oh uh, somebody said a man can't cry. They, do, they told a lie. Yes, did. What's wrong with the world today? Some of these men need to cry and they won't hurt people. They haven't learned how to cry, but some nights I would just be in my tears. But I'd remember that he said he would never leave me and he would never forsake me. When all else around me failed, he can't fail because he can do all things but fail. Amen. So I just want to get into this word. So if you can turn with me to the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter, it's a a well-known story. Amen. If you've been in church anytime, if you went to church as a youth and you stopped going in between and you picked it back up, you've heard this story. But I want to just bring this message to you in this seventh year and get you to understand if you don't already that God's got you. That he, he has you. Amen. So if you turn to the book of Matthews, uh, verse 14, chapter, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. I know your pastor uses the King James most of the time. Amen. I won't go far away from that myself. I'm only going to use the King James Version and the New King James Version. That's it. I'm not going to get all that other stuff. Amen. Amen. It's power in King James. Yes, Amen. Amen. It's power in that version. It's power in the New King James Version, and if you get too far away from that, you'll lose, the word kind of loses its power. Teach it now. Teach it it kind of loses its power. I'm trying to tell you because man has a way of changing the yeah. definitions of things, and it don't mean the same thing, and it right. loses its power, and I'm staying right here, so let me go ahead so I don't be before you too long. Matthew 14, chapter, we're going to start at the 22nd verse. Amen? Amen? And it says in the Matthew 14, verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples Get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Yes. While he sent the multitude away. I'll get into that later. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. By himself to pray. Amen. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves and for the wind was contrary. Verse 25 says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you. 
command me to come to you in the water. Verse 29 says, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boot, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The reading of the word for the hearers of the word in God's house. Amen. Amen. Open door. Listen to what I'm going to say to you today. Listen to what thus saith the Lord on today. Don't mind me because I get a little rambunctious. I get a little animated because I'm serious about God. I am serious about his word. I am serious about listening to what he's telling me in his story. I'm serious about it. I'm going to move around a little bit in the word. Try to keep up. If you can't, just rewind this when you get a chance. I just want to help somebody. Every now and then, God gives us a word that's a right now word. Amen. Sometimes when preachers preach us a word for next week or next year. Amen. But this is a right now word. Seven years. Sometimes in the boat, in the middle of the sea. Just get the shaking and like it's going to flip over. I say sometimes life just throws storms our way. Just as the disciples were sailing to the other side as Jesus commanded, Pastor. Jesus commanded them to do that. They were caught in a, a terrible storm. It could seem so unfair sometimes. Just so unfair that you're doing the right thing. Doing what you believe God is calling you to do. Following the instructions of the Lord and right in the middle of doing what was right. What God commanded you to do. What God instructed you to do, church. Open door, I just want to help somebody. Help us. Help us now. What God commanded your pastor to do. No, no, we don't always like what the pastor is doing, but what God commanded him to do. Sometimes we don't understand what the pastor is doing. We don't know why he's doing that or why he's going there or why he's saying that. But most of the time, if your pastor is doing what God commanded, storms arise. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right 
in the middle. Just seems so unfair. I can almost guarantee that a storm will arise. I can almost guarantee you that while they were sailing to the other side and they got stuck and caught in, was in the middle of, in the midst of a storm, I can guarantee you that that day it didn't even look like rain. Sometimes everything seemed to be going just fine. Just doing what God told me to do. Just doing what God commanded me to do. Just, just going about what God told me I should do. Just following the instructions of the Lord. Found myself in a storm. Have you ever found yourself in a storm? But like that day, I can guarantee you it didn't look like rain. Sometimes it don't look like rain, people. Sometimes it, everything looks to be fine. And, 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 it, and it's all good when it's all good. We follow God when it's all good. We follow the pastor when it's all good. When it's going my way, when he's saying what I want him to hear, it's all good. I'm a, I can get in this boat and I'm going to go out here. But when the boat starts rocking and the wind starts blowing, then we got a problem. Yes, we got a problem. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you. Don't get my don't don't, don't 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 stay with me. I'm not gonna get stuck, but I can almost guarantee you that it didn't look like rain. Not that day. But nevertheless, as scripture reads in verse 24, it says, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. I'm, I'm a discipleship leader. Mm -hmm. I, 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 my church home is God's house of Christian discipleship. Mm -hmm. Discipling people means you have to teach Jesus. them. That's right. And so I'm a being discipled by God while he has me discipling others. And that's my passion to disciple somebody. I don't want to tell you anything. I want to disciple you so that you can go out and disciple someone else. So I have, when I, when I come across a word that means something to me, I say it, and I teach the people what the word meant. It said, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Now, it says the sea, but when you study this thing, when you read a little bit, when you know a little bit more, when you do some research, you'll realize that the sea that they were on was not really a sea. All right, now, here we go. Tell it. Ah, teach it. Come on. Sometimes problems can look bigger than they are, but it, it, it all depends on how you look at it. See, they, it, it says they on the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee was just really a real big lake. The Red Sea was a sea. Galilee was just, just a big lake, but they, they, they said it was a sea, so it all depends on how you look at it. Sometimes you're in the middle of your mess, and you think that it's bigger than it is, and you think that it's rising higher and louder than it is, but it's just a little piece of the water. You're not even in the big part yet. But I, 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 I just want to help somebody. Seven years, you ain't 
in the river. I mean, in the Red Sea, you just in the, in the lake. lake. <laughs> but it said that the waves, it, 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 I don't want to miss this. Now, it said they were tossed by the waves yes, yes. in this lake. For the wind was contrary. And then I, I had to understand what contrary was so I could understand why they were so afraid. It said the wind was contrary. And the, and the word contrary means opposite in nature yes, yes. or direction. Right. So the wind was blowing against them. Right. Amen. The wind was blowing. It wasn't blowing them to Jesus. Amen. It wasn't blowing them to the other side, but it was blowing contrary. It was going, it was blowing in a different direction. Amen. I did say contrary, didn't I? The storm was trying to push the boat in the opposite direction. Uh -huh. Oh, man, see, I'm, I'm, I'm here to teach. I want to preach something. I want God, the God gave me the word. I don't make this stuff up. Amen. I don't make this stuff up. I know this is the seventh year and you want to hear all this number seven. Let me tell you what God gave me. For seven years, Amen. I talked to my, 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 the pastor. For seven years on this sea of Galilee, the wind's been trying to push him back. Amen. Yes, Lord. The wind's been contrary. People been contrary. Folk been contrary. Yes. Boisterous. Contrary. The spirit that run around in this world said that we wrestle against. Because it's not flesh and blood, but it said we wrestle against principalities and powers and, and, and powers of darkness. That's not of this world. That's contrary to what we want to do. Contrary to what God wants. Contrary to where we want to go. Pushing back at us. Every time the pastor say something, we get pushed back. Just trying to do what God said do, and then in the middle of it, storms come. Not just for the past. I'm not going to just talk about the past. I want to talk about you, you congregation members as well. People, folk like me, just like me. I'm just in the driver's seat. Amen? But folk going through the same thing. Know why? Because they, the disciples are all in the same boat. The pastor is not outside. He's he not Jesus. Oh, indeed. I'm not finished. That. Let me finish reading this word because oh, okay. he's he not Jesus. So let me, he was in the boat too. So let me, let me, let, let me go because I know I get a little enemy, get a little excited and might lose my place. But just listen to me and, and, and you will hear something that might be good for you today. Not just good to you. You're in the middle of the, your life. In the middle of your situation and everything just doing all right. Just got myself together, got my bills on track and just got the kids acting right. Just got just just got my spouse to agree with me on some things. <laughs> and COVID hit. Now we had no separation time. The kids getting on your nerves. The pastor probably getting on your nerves. <laughs> Everybody getting on your nerves. Now you're stuck in the middle of the Sea of Galilee 
in a boat and the storm is raging because the money got cut off. Now the bill's still coming in. But the money not coming in. Got problems with groceries and problems with this and problems with that. And every time you turn on the television and COVID this and COVID that during that time. Somebody was going through a storm. And so I was going to ask you a question that was pretty much rhetorical because I was going to ask you, saints, has this ever happened to you? But that would be pretty ridiculous for me to ask. Because if you haven't gone through a storm yet, all you have to do is keep living. But if you haven't, then I think you might be calling God a liar or you may not know what a storm is. I'm just going to keep reading so you don't be so you'll invite me back. Because I don't talk at people. I talk to people because I'm talking to me as well. Seems like every time I would take one step forward, a storm would come and cause me to take two steps back. The same type of storm that was raging in the disciples' lives when they were on the Sea of Galilee. I could only imagine how scary at that time it was. Because of the waves smashing against the boat. See, I used to fish. I used to go fishing. And, 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 and when you're on a fishing boat, it's not a big boat compared to where you are. Amen. In a swimming pool, it might look like a yacht. But in, on the lakes that I, I fished on, it looked like a rowboat. And when those waves, when it, when it got choppy out there, it was pretty scary. And so I, I could imagine that it was pretty scary on that night as the waves were crashing and smashing up against the boat and the wind was feeling as if it was going to throw them overboard, feeling as if they were going to topple over. Then to look out through the storm and see what appears to be a goose. As if it's not bad enough. Scary me. <laughs> Might jump out. A ghost is coming. Amen. The first thing we look at is trouble. When we're in trouble, what we don't see is God. We see more trouble. First thing we see is more trouble. I'm just going to, I know God gave me this message, but I'm going to talk to your pastor. He's right behind me and say that when he was going through some things, mm -hmm. trying to keep this church mm -hmm. alive, trying to keep it moving forward during COVID mm -hmm. and during his own dilemmas, mm -hmm. his own life's storms. Sometimes I, I'm sure because I've done it as a pastor, I'm a truth. Um, I tell my, my, um, my, the congregation at God's House of Christian Discipleship, when you, if somebody asks you who your pastor is, you don't got to tell them, uh, Pastor Darnell Wilkerson. I'm not big on that. Amen. You could tell them, Pastor, tell the truth. Amen. That's all you got to tell them. Pastor, tell the truth. And I, I try to tell the truth. Amen. Cause it's, Amen. cause the word said it'll set, it'll make me free. Yes, it will. And so you get caught in a storm 
and this that storm is overtaking you, you can't see no good. With all the God that we know, all the scripture that you can recite, you get kind of down and out. You don't see the good. You see Jesus just like them disciples, a ghost. You, you see him. He, he can't help me right now. That's how you and that's keeping it 100. But glory be to God that his word abides in you in you in me. That he watches over it to perform it. Mm. <laughs> when you're not looking, he's looking. But I can only imagine at that time what was going on because they were scared. And they looked out and they saw what appeared to be a ghost. Verse 26 says, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea. I like to recite the word because I, I, I talk a lot, but I don't want it to be what I said that you leave with. It said they saw him walking on the sea. Yes. I like that scripture because it didn't say he was swimming toward him. Right. It said he was walking on the sea. Yeah. They were troubled mm -hmm. saying it's, it is a ghost and they cried out for fear. Right. So if you don't think that they didn't cry out for fear. If you don't think, if you think that they didn't cry out for fear, if you think that you wasn't in fear when your storm hit, when you think that the pastor didn't have a little fear when his storm hit, if you think pastor, tell the truth, <laughs> didn't, didn't have a little fear when his storm hit, I would be telling you a lie. I was in fear, but see what happened was then a scripture kicked in. So I'm going to keep reading. The disciples were afraid and probably <laughs> rocking an already unstable boot. <laughs> they was afraid and so they was probably rocking an already unstable boot. Right? But I was, my, the pastor said he would have been afraid because he don't like water like that. But I understand. <laughs> but what I understood as I read the scripture and, you know, sometimes something thing is dawning on you. Wait a minute, aren't a couple of these guys fishermen? Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm sure they've been out uh -huh. in a storm before. Right they should be helping the ones that never been out in a storm, right. saying, calm down, get it together, it's going to be all right. But that's not what we do as saints. We, just, we get, oh, when stuff going back, we don't even stop to say, I've been through this already. I'm, I've been out here before. It's going to be all right. It's going to pass. This too shall pass. Amen. But we don't do that. That's why I know you've been in church long enough. They say when you get in that situation, call somebody that's going to help you. Don't call nobody to hear what you, to, 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 so you can hear what you want to hear. You need to call somebody that can hear what you need to hear. All right, now. Amen. They were probably rocking an already unstable boot. But Peter, I don't want to overlook Peter. I don't want to overlook Peter. Because I read the scripture already. But Peter, hmm, I think about Peter. Peter is the one that always was hollering and asking Jesus, why you want to sit with them sinners? And why you want to sit with those tax collectors? And 
why this and why you doing that and why you doing that? It was Peter that was rambunctious. I heard that Peter used a couple of profound words. But Peter, then Luke was in there. He, Luke was probably in there. Luke was probably in there. Luke was, you know, but thus saith the Lord, you know. Luke was the physician, so he was well learned. So Peter, calm down, Peter. I can hear him, Peter. Don't use that type of language. But he was in that boat like this, and Peter said, "Hey, y'all can stay." Peter, although probably also afraid, did the one thing that we need to do when we're in a storm. He looked out, and he wasn't quite sure if that was Jesus. Kind of looks like, but not quite sure. Kind of looks like, but quite not sure. But not quite sure. I'm going to help you on this one. Although probably also afraid himself. Jesus was out there probably. It, it, it might have been a ghost. But it might have been Jesus, but not quite sure. But when you're not quite sure of something, what we do is we sit down and do nothing. Because it's this thing about the fear of the unknown keeps us paralyzed on a ship that's about to be wrecked. You, you understand what I'm saying? It, it keeps you in a situation that, uh, that's about to capsize because you was too afraid to do something different because there's a fear of what you don't know. It might be Jesus, but it might not be Jesus. So I don't know if I want to take this chance. But Peter. Peter asked. Because it's one of the things, well, if it's, if it's Jesus, what are you going to do? If it's not Jesus... It's, you know, this is one of the things that people tell me. Well, how do you believe what you believe? I say, how do you believe in heaven and hell? How do you believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he's coming back? How do you believe that one man died for the sins of the whole world? It's one of those things that got to be down in you. You got It got to be down inside you. This is not something that Jesus didn't come to convince us anything. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. He said he wasn't trying to convince us of that. He said, I have it. And all you got to do is receive it. But you can't receive it, Pastor, unless you receive it on the end. Inside. It's something internal. This is not something you put in your pocket. This is not something you wear on your chest. You know, you can walk around with a cross all you want. If you don't believe what happened on that, you don't believe God, you don't believe Jesus, then you're just looking out seeing a ghost. But Peter said, I'm going to ask who it is. Peter asked. Peter, I know y'all gonna say it's ghost, but I'm gonna ask, and so I'm gonna ask and make sure I'm gonna verify if it is or not. So if it's not him, I'll stay here and be afraid like you guys. But if if it is him, he can help. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, hollow scream, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying if it is him. How do you believe it? I'm just going to try it. That's what that's what I was saying to you. Yeah, yeah. That, well, how do you believe this Jesus thing? How do you believe he's tired for the sins of the whole world? You know what? Because one day I tried. All right. And the word of God said, taste and see. All right. So I tried. Mm -hmm. I was looking out there when I was 13. I remember because of my, I, I was a church boy. I went to church. But, you know, that was a place to go. You know, you had to go. One day I looked out and I said, I got to try. Yeah, yeah. 
It, I don't know what they don't look right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Reverend Slaffy, that was his name. Reverend Slaffy. Yeah. Right. He did. He he was saying some things, but I I, I seen Reverend Slaffy, but this, today I didn't see Reverend Slaffy. I said I see something else. So I'm gonna call out. I, I see something else, so I'm going to call out. It, it, it don't look like Reverend Slavin today. It kind of looked like Jesus. So I'm going to call out. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you. Now, mind you that Jesus wasn't that close. So Peter was not whispering, Jesus, is, is that you? You know how we do. We hear some noise in the house and we say, oh, uh, honey, is that you? Well, if you whisper, it can still hear you, whatever it is. But, but Peter, being though the storm was raging, the winds was blowing, and the waves were crashing against the boat. And if you've ever been out in a storm and it was raining, you can't hear too good. So Peter did not whisper Lord, is that you? He screamed probably to the top of his lungs, Lord, is that you? I really wanted to be you, Lord. <laughs> I really needed to be you, Lord. Have you ever had one of the moments? Like, Lord, I really need this to be you, Lord. I'm going through something, and Lord, I really need you to show up, and I really need to know this is you. Lord, you know the people that say, Lord, give me a sign if it's you. Yeah. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, Lord, command me to come. Command me to come. Amen? If it's you, Lord, command me to come. Amen? Give me a minute. If it's you, Lord, command me to come. Amen? And so here we have Peter with everyone else in the boat. Peter stands up. Yeah. And I used to go fishing, I'm telling you. I used to be on the boat. And standing up wasn't allowed. That's right. Wasn't allowed to stand up. That's right. Wasn't allowed to stand up. But Peter stood up. Uh -huh. See, right there, Peter was doing something different. different. Than everybody else, right. and, and 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 that's that is becoming a problem in the world today, in the Christian world, because you can't do what everybody else is doing. You can't. You got to do what everybody else is doing. You can't do something different. That's right. What do you mean? Uh, who's your covering? What do you mean? You had, you started a church. You can't start a church. What do you mean? Well, I didn't start a church. I know what the bio said. God starts the church. Amen. Because from what I understand, God, I didn't call myself. God called me, which means I can't uncall myself. But that's another story for another day. But I want you to understand that Peter did something different than everybody else. Sometimes you just got to do something different. When you're doing it for God, you have to do something. God said do it. See, you, we, we, we got into a place in our society where we can't say God told me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want people to, uh, to put us in a, a rubber room. That's it. 
We can't say God told me. And you know, I was talking to somebody some years ago and I said, I thought I talked to God every day. I hear from God every day. They said that's impossible. Nobody can hear from God every day. I said, well, first there's the father, there's the son, and then there's this thing that we call the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. He resides inside of me. And everything that God says to Jesus that's sitting at his right hand, Jesus responds and says it to the Holy Spirit. And if they're the one person in there, the Trinity, you understand, we understand that. Then when God speaks to Jesus and, and, and this Holy Spirit, it says in the word now that I don't even know what to pray because the, and the Holy Spirit intercedes for me. And when that happens, the Holy Spirit says, you know what? You need to buy some ketchup today because you don't have any at home. You know who was telling me that, God? So pretty much, and he talks to me every day, but it's another story for another day. Maybe I'll come back and preach that one to you (laughs) or teach it. Amen? Amen. But Peter did something different. Peter stood up in the boat, and they were probably saying, sit down. Sit down and shut up. Don't you see we trying to get through this thing? Hold on. You you rocking the boat. Too many men and women of God are afraid to rock the boat to get God's message across, to get to Jesus. He said, if that's you, command me to come. So I, 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 every, every, every time I start, God give me a message, I don't title the message because I, don't, I, let, I want him to do that. I don't want to, because sometimes I, I, I went to school and... And in school, we had to title the page and then write the body. And then so sometimes when you title something, that's what the, that's what it has to be about. And so I like God to direct me. And so he gives me the title. See, I didn't name God's House of Christian Discipleship myself. God did. When I started having service, it was just church. It was just worship service. (laughs) Have a name for the church. We just came together for months. It's worship service. (laughs) And no name. Because I waited on God for it. And so here... This, this this sermon text is is it was it was pointing me into the way that the title of this the theme of it was Jesus command me to come mm-hmm. Jesus command me to come mm-hmm. I heard the pastor earlier saying that the theme of this 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 seventh year event. Right. Let me let me get it. Give me a minute. I know I'm going. I'm going to hurry this thing up for you. Great is thy faithfulness. I, I, I put a I put a pin in it. I put a pin in it. Uh uh-uh. I put a pin in it. I put a pin in it. It says, Lord. It said. Down here in 20 it was limitations. Am I right? Three three twenty three. Right. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's what it was, right? I put a, when he said I put a pen in it, and I was looking at that and saying, "Wow, watch what happens when I go on. Watch what happens when I go on." Because the pastor gave me, he gave me, um, uh, what you call it, a freedom to preach. He didn't give me a lot of times when you preaching at a service, a particular service, anniversary or something. The pastor of the house will give you a particular scripture and say, I need you to come expound from that in some way. But he gave me the freedom to give me give you what the Lord gave me. And so here we are. But I'm going to tie this into what's going on today in this seventh year, because God is good like that. 
when he showed me, I was excited. So I, I know that a lot of times we don't want to bear with the pastor. They talk too much. If you listen to what I'm saying, amen, just listen to what I'm saying. Like my grandmother used to say, eat the meat and throw out the bone. Just, just listen to what I'm saying. Take what you need and what you don't need, just discard it. But don't get up and walk away because you don't want to hear it. Get what you need. Peter cried out. I need you to hear this because it says in Lamentations, great is thy faithfulness. Watch what you hear Jesus did with Watch you hear this great faithfulness that Jesus had toward, okay. toward us yes, yes. when we don't have the great faith that we should toward him. Yes, yes. Great is thy faithfulness is what we're talking about from God. Yes. We're not singing about us. Because right. our faith fault is a few. I can't tell you. I can't put a number on that one. But great is his faithfulness. Yes. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning. He said every day, new mercies, every day, man, every day. Great is thy faithfulness. Jesus, I command me to come because great is thy faithfulness. Y'all will hear it. Y'all will hear it in a minute. Y'all will hear how I'm going to tie in. Just pray for the pastor. Pray for the pastor. I'm going to get it. Pray for me. I'm going to tell you what they were saying. I'm going to tell you what they were saying about you. Oh, I mean about Jesus. I mean about Peter. I'm going to tell you what they were saying about you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, about, Pastor, I'm going to tell you what they were saying about you. Because you got out the boat. Yes, sir. I heard you was a Methodist pastor. Wasn't you in Zion? Yes. And you stepped out of there? Yes. I'm going to tell you what they're saying about you. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be looking at the camera. I'm going to tell you, but my pastor said, your pastor said behind me. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, open door, what they've been saying about you. When see you go, you've been behind the camera, you've been behind the screen. I'm gonna tell you what those people who was in the boat with you, when a storm arose, I'm gonna tell you what they were saying about you when you said, "I'm gonna trust my pastor because my pastor is sent by God. I don't follow him, I follow God. But since he's a man of God, guess what? I'm following Amen. my pastor. Amen. I'm gonna tell you what they were saying about because he got out the boat. Amen. He cried out to Jesus, said, "That's you, Lord." Command me to come. Mm -hmm. I remember I stepped out the boot. Mm -hmm. I said, Lord, if that's you, command me to come. I was scared, too. I was scared because this preaching thing, I mean, preaching. I'm like, Lord, you talking about I got to say something all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say something to your people and I can't be wrong. Yeah. I, I, Lord, if it's you, command me to come and I'll come. Amen. Amen. So. This is what they've been saying about you. Peter had to step out the boot. When he asked the Lord to command him to come. Amen. Amen. He said, command me to come to you on the water. Yes. Sometimes we say things and don't realize what it is that we're actually saying. Yes. You know how they say, old people say, be careful what you say. Yes. Be careful what you pray for. That's, right. that's what they used to say to me. Be careful yes. what you pray for. And Peter was saying, Lord, if that's you, command me to come to you. Right. That means that I, he's in the, Jesus is not in another boat. That's right. Jesus is out on the water. And the same storm is raging. He's in the middle of the same storm. But Peter is saying, command me to come to you on the water. Which meant that Peter, follow me, had to step out of the boat into the storm yeah. 
step out of the safety of the boat. I'm going to help somebody on it. Do I have a little bit of time? Just a little bit of time? Sometimes we are in places in our lives in a storm is raging. A bad relationship. A crummy job. Amen? Somewhere where you shouldn't, you ain't got no business being. You understand what I'm saying? You don't even like the smell of marijuana. Why are you even there? You don't even drink. But you just like the music. But that boat is a storm. And you say, like some folks say to me, I'll be like, you know, you get to know Jesus. He's, you know what they say to me? So a lot of people have said this. I see some of the way them people act in church. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'd rather stay out here on this water. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that boat right there looked like it about to sink. Yeah. Uh, hello? Yeah. I take it. my chances on the water. Tell it. I'm just trying to help somebody. Maybe I'm not saying it quite the way I should, but I'm just trying to help somebody. People... Listen to this. Pastor, just listen to me. I know you'll, you'll listen to me. I don't know about everybody else, but I know you listen. You're my friend. It meant Peter had to step out of the safety of a boat that the waves were hitting up against. Felt like it was going to capsize, but yet it was still safer than being out there. See, the boat had a bottom that you could stand on. The Sea of Galilee, you couldn't quite stand on that. If you couldn't swim in a storm, swim or not, you will drown. But if you trust the Lord enough, <laughs> I'm trying to help. If you trust Jesus, if you trust his word enough, that's all you need. The word of God says that we have faith to every man was given a measure of faith. So my faith might not be your faith, but you got enough faith. You have a measure. That's all you need. The word of God said that the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed is all you need to do to step out that boat if that's Jesus. You say, if that's you, Jesus, bid me to come. Amen? That's what it's saying in King James. Bid me to come. If that be you, Jesus, bid me to come to you on the water. If it's not you, guess what? I'm going to perish anyway. Sound like the three lepers. Right. We sit here, we're going to Paris, if we go back, we're going to surely die. Right. All we can do is go forward. That's it. Go forward. Oh, teacher now. Open door. Teacher. Don't just stay in the boat. Don't just stay in the boat because everybody else doing it. Mm-hmm. Be, be Peter. Mm-hmm. Be like Peter. Just ask God. Because we're not, we're, not, we're not always quite sure if it is him or not. Because it can sound like him. And we don't want to be wrong. That's the problem. We don't want to be wrong. I, 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 I say something, and I might, I might be a little off about it, but I think I'm quite right about it. That if I'm doing something with the intention of doing it because God said it, and it wasn't what he said, God will fix it. Because I'm doing it for him. And I'm not talking about wrong stuff. I'm talking about right stuff. I'm talking about I think I should open a, you know, I think I should open a new, new, new job. I should go to a new job. 
Because God think God was trying to lead me there. God will work it out. That's what I believe. Because it ain't you. I'm not doing it by my own juice. You're not doing it by your own juice. But listen there. I'm going to go on, move on, move on, move on. Peter got out the boot. He said he, that means he, he, he cried out to Jesus, which meant he had to leave the safety of the boot. I could only imagine. I used to fish now, but I can only imagine. I never stepped out the boat now. Not until we got to the shore. <laughs> but I can only imagine what the other disciples were saying as Peter climbed out of that boat. This is where I'm going to get to the part where most people don't like me. They probably won't invite me back. They probably they'll probably ask you, Pastor, where he come from. What you I thought you said he could preach. Because when you say something, when you step on people's toes, they don't want they don't want, they don't want, they don't want to preach. It ain't preaching. It ain't preaching when you step on their toes. But I never met any of your congregants. So you, anybody out there streaming, listening, I never met you. So if I'm saying something, it's not me. I didn't get the backdrop on anybody. Amen. Uh, I teach all the people that I know we don't gossip. That we don't pray for you, we ain't talking about you. So I don't, I don't get, I ain't got the drop on nobody, but this is what the disciples were probably saying, because it don't say in the scripture what it said, what they were saying, but I've been on a boat before, I've been on one, I, I stood up and I got hollered at when I stood up. Amen? I got hollered at, and it wasn't nice either. I got cursed at when I stood up. Amen? <laughs> and I was young too. <laughs> they snatched me down and cursed me out. You about to flip this thing over. Amen? So this is what they was probably saying. Peter was on his way out. And they knew he was. Because his actions said to them, you know, actions speak louder than words. He said his action was showing, I'm out of here. And they were probably saying things like, you got to be crazy. You are holy. You're not holy, Jesus. I, I, you got to be crazy. You, you can't walk on water. You got to be crazy. That, that's not Jesus out there. That's a ghost. You got to be crazy. Stay with me. Uh, stay with me, open door. You got to be crazy. That's what they were saying. Amen? Amen. I don't want to lose my place. I know we can lose our place. Yes, Lord. They said, you got to be crazy. They said, you got to be crazy. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. You got to be crazy. That's not Jesus. You, 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 what you mean you're going you gonna to quit this job? It's a good job. Amen? What you mean you're going to start your own business? You don't have that kind of money. What you, what you talking about? God told you, 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 you prayed to God and he, and, 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 and he commanded you to come. What do you, what you mean? You got to be crazy. Pastor, I'm telling you. When COVID hit, a lot of churches shut down. And a lot of them didn't come back. Because folks saying, you got to be crazy if I'm going to look at a screen and call that church. But as Peter did, your pastor for seven years said, I'm going to do what God said. I asked him 
Is it you, Jesus? I know your pastor. We're, we're good friends. And I know that he asked the question, is it you? Is it you? It has to be you, God, because I know your pastor. So for him to step out of the boat, Jesus had to call him. Jesus had to bid him come. Jesus had to bid him come. Amen. Saying all kinds of crazy stuff about you. They say crazy stuff about you, uh, open door. You, you, what are you still going to that church for? Uh -huh. A little bit of people. Uh -huh. Well, last time I checked with two or three are gathered. Uh, two or three. Amen? Yeah. I thank God that my congregation is not that big. Now, I don't know what God's planning for me, but I like that I can touch each and every one of them. I like that I can talk to each and every one of them. That's right. But I don't knock mega churches if you're doing mega ministry. I don't do that. If you're doing what God said do, if you stepped out the boat like Peter and you're doing what God said do, God bless you in your ministry. I don't knock that. I do not do that. Amen. But I don't want you knocking my small environment. Amen. Because we're two or three together. Let me tell you something. God blesses his people. I don't care how many. And I'm going to help you out. I'm going to know why. I'm going to tell you why. God, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to tell you why I know God blesses his people. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this thing to hurry up because you know, time is, a, is, is of essence. So I'm going to say this to you that before that scripture text, before the 22nd chapter, uh -huh. verse 14, before the 22nd chapter, I'm going to tell you about God and how he blessed people. Right. And, and, I, and I read this many times, but this is the account where when it said he sent the crowd away, yeah. the crowd he was sending away was the 5,000 Men, yep. including the women and children, right. that he fed with the five loaves of bread right. and two fish. Y'all yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't hear that, did you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Now they're in the middle of a storm. Yep. Just the disciples and the folk in the boat. Because it said the people in the boat didn't say that it was only disciples. Right. Most people think that it was only the disciples in the boat. But it, it couldn't have been because he would, have, he would have mentioned that specifically in his word that the disciples, but he said, in the others that were in the boot. Right. Right. So Peter and the disciples and some other folk right. was in that boot. Right. Amen? Amen? I'm going to tell you why I know that. Because they didn't have a boat. Mm. So somebody who needed to operate the boat to take them over there was on that boat. But see, we'll miss that. That's why is that's why God said that we need. How would they hear the word if it wasn't a preacher? Yeah. Amen? Amen. That's why these folks sit at home thinking that they can just turn the radio on and listen to some gospels and, and read the Bible, try to try to understand it. Miss they miss that. I'm a pastor. You know how many years I've read that? I miss I miss the fact that it was some unsaved folk in the boat. It was some people that didn't quite believe Jesus in the boat. And on that day, yeah. Yeah. they got to see Jesus. But I went back to this 5,000. I said, you know, I was talking about big congregations and small congregations. Right. And I wanted to mention the fact that God, Jesus himself, took five loaves of bread, yeah. two fish. Equal seven to me. Yeah, that's right. And he made that significant to me. He said, see what I can do with a little thing like seven? Oh 
He said, he said, open door. You you think in seven years when 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 the church that I'm standing in right now is over two hundred years? Yes, it is. Two hundred two. Two hundred two years old. And somebody might boast about that, but not my pastor, not, not my elder, not my friend, but it's some folk that are sitting here and boast about that and say, but you only been around for seven years. What do you have to tell me? What can you tell me? Yeah. That's it. And I'm going to tell you what God can do with seven. I know it was five loaves of bread and two fish, but that equals seven. I do know how to do a little bit of math. And 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 and, and my friend, Pastor, your pastor had been contemplating some time about oh, it's only seven. I think I don't know. I might want to stop doing this thing. I I I, I it's only seven. And I ain't even been around that long, so it ain't really caught on. And people will be all right. It's only seven. I, 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 God didn't bless me with more than that. I can walk away from seven. God said, you looking at that small number, a significant number to me, I could turn seven into enough to feed 5,000 plus. I could turn seven into enough to feed 5,000 plus. Your seven years, you don't know how many people you fed in that seven years. But let me go back to here. What I'll say, I know how God just keeps twisting it and turning it. My wife always always remind me. She say, Pastor, preach the word. And I say, Yes, man. So here I am. I get a little rambunctious. I get a little animated, but I'm serious about God. And when he shows me something, I don't want to share it with you. But they said things like, You got to be crazy. But Peter wasn't crazy. But he did love Jesus. And if you love Jesus like you say you love Jesus, you might see a ghost. But instead of believing the storm, believe Jesus. <laughs> without, without fully understanding what it is that you see. Let's fast forward to 2015. I think that about the year They said, you can't start a church. You can't start a church. <laughs> you don't know enough to start a church. <laughs> it says, Pastor, it's crazy. You don't know enough. You don't, you ain't been enough. You ain't, you ain't old enough. You ain't, you don't got enough education now. Where the BCs and the LGs and the, and the, and the, all the stuff that you got to have. You know the initials you got to have in front of your name before you start anything. Amen. If you was a doctor in medicine, you couldn't open your own practice unless you were a doctor in medicine. Amen. But see, it's something about Jesus. It's something about God that causes him to take the small things and make them big. He said, I will, I will put you before great people. He said, he said, people, listen, you got to understand what I'm saying. God said, I'll take the little thing. He said, I'll take the small thing to, 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 to confound the wise. He said, I, I, he said, what he said, what he was saying is, I'll take you that haven't been schooled to confound those who have been. He said, I'll take the one who did, who got the big one to make, and I'll make the small one who's confounded. I'll, I'll, I'll make them wonder how you got out the boat and you walked on that water when I stood in this boat and I've been in this boat the same time out of time you've been in this boat. How you have to get out this boat and walk on water? How you have to go to Jesus? 
Jesus. How are you able to do that and not be in the same boat with you? What gives you the right to step out the boat and go to Jesus? What gives you that right? They saying that about you in 2015. I want to fast forward from two, two, over 2,000 years ago to 2015 to say they're still saying the same thing. You crazy. That's not Jesus. That's you. That's all you. That's not Jesus. Not following that mess. That's you. Trying to be a pastor. Who, who said you was a pastor? Amen. Who said you was the who, who said you was the church leader? What bishop told you that? You need a bishop to tell you that. No, 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 no oh, disrespect to none of the bishops. Amen. 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 We get beside ourselves sometimes because God told me. Uh-huh. I think that overrides what you got to say to me. Uh-huh. I'm just asking. You know, I'm just saying. But in 2015, I just wanted to fast forward that and they said, you can't start a church. You can't quit your job. Uh-huh. I remember I, I left my job to start my own business. And, you know, I had a very good job and good insurance and at the time our first lady she wasn't working she was home she was a what they call a homemaker she had a a job but she left to take care of my young child who was born with a hearing impairment and and she had he had a lot of appointments to go to and and we and 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 we were juggling work and going to work and making his appointments and you know i don't know about the rest of the world but my children are important to me and i put my i lay myself down to make sure they are right so that they can have the life that i i live and so they can grow up too amen and so they were saying stupid you know people were saying family i'm not they're not strangers now we ain't talking about strangers we talking about Oh, I know. I'm I'm talking now, but I, my wife tell me keep the preach the word. Okay, so I'm talking about strangers now. I'm not talking about strangers. I'm talking about people we know. I'm talking about family. I'm talking about folk that probably be your friend. I'm talking about people that probably love you. I'm talking about disciples that was in the boat with you, saying what you doing? Yeah, that's right. What are you getting out for? You can't walk on water. These folks that saying, you know what Jesus said to us, you're gonna be able to do greater things than this. This is people that just saw Jesus feed five thousand plus people with. Five loaves of bread and two fish. The same people saying you can't walk on water. What when you been at? Yeah, wasn't you just with me? Come on. Yo, wasn't y'all just with me? Come on. So what was you doing? Oh, oh, I know what you was doing. You was looking at the game on your phone that day. Instead of listening to the pastor that day. Y'all was talking about what y'all gonna do at the church. The buffet y'all was gonna go to. Y'all was talking about what y'all did yesterday. At, uh, at the club or wherever y'all was at. You talking about you, what you bought at the grocery store. What you getting ready to cook for Thanksgiving. You were talking about something else. You were, and now since we got this, this social media thing, since we can go on here. Oh, you was probably, the washer was probably spinning at that time and you couldn't hear him. You was probably watching the days of our lives at the same time you was listening to the preacher preach. So you didn't hear that part. But you were listening to the part where John was just getting ready to come back into Mary life. As the world turns. What you need to do though, and I'm telling you, and I don't usually tell people what they need to do. What you need to do is look out onto that water in the storm that you're in and see Jesus and not a ghost. And if you still see, if you see a ghost, cry out and see how it responds to you. Because the response is going to tell you if it's law or if it's memorex. I'm trying to tell somebody, if you cry out to Jesus, he'll answer you. And if he don't answer you, it's not of God. Get yourself out of there. Come on now. Teach it. Just try to help somebody. Not hear the hollering scream with nothing, with empty, baseless words. But I'm telling you what they're saying to you. Your friends. Why are you still going to that little church? 
Why you still messing around with that? He don't be on this. He don't do that. And you can't do this. And what y'all do? What's y'all ministry? Y'all feed people? Do y'all? What, whatever they're saying. They're saying stuff because what they're saying is you need to stay right here because God is getting ready to do something with open door. God's about to do something with open door. He finished with that seven year part. Eight is the number of new beginnings. God's about to do something. And if you're going to be willing to walk with Jesus in a storm, if you're willing to hang in there with the pastor in a storm, step out on faith with your pastor. Step out on faith with your pastor. Don't talk about your pastor. Don't say what he can't do and what we're not going to do. If you step out with your pastor and find out that that was Jesus. Listen to we open door. I just wanted to remind you. I must I must remember when in a storm it may be necessary. I want to I just want to tell you I want to share this with you in a storm. And they were in one. It may be necessary to get yourself away from fearful folk. Yes, 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 yes. It may ne- be necessary to get yourself away from doubting folk. It, mm. it may be extremely necessary to get yourself away from folk that don't see the vision. Yes. It may be extremely necessary to get your folk, get yourself away from folk that just want to stay in your ear and take you away from God. Because those folk in the boat was in his ear and they were trying to keep him from Jesus. That's right. That's right. Let me help you out because I'm not done. Because I, I put in parentheses in my notes. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. I had to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Watch this now because this going to hit you. I'm talking about those folk. Who are afraid to take risks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those folk are afraid because Peter took a risk. Yeah, and it was a life or death one. That's right. You say, I'm going to follow Jesus if it kills me. Right. But if I follow him, I'll never die. All right. y'all, y'all, did, all right. y'all didn't hear me. Right. I know that sounds all cliche-ish and all that. But that's word. If I follow Jesus, it might kill me. Maybe you should so it can kill you. The you that you keep listening to because the word of God says that when you come to Jesus, you are born again. You are a new creation in Christ. You are the old is passed away. Behold, all things are new. Maybe you do need to die. Take the risk. Amen. But if it's Jesus, you'll never die. Second Timothy said, because I had to, I like the, the word is, you know, if I tell you the word, the word says it don't return void. Right. So you'll forget all these things, these fancy things, these funny things that I might have said. But you'll remember his word because the word is going to perform what it's sent out to do. And it don't return void. And it says in 2 Timothy verse, verse chapter 1, verse 7, this is what I want to talk about, fear. Mm-hmm. It said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, That's right. That's right. but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. So Peter was in his right mind, but he did have a little fear. 
But he was in his right mind when he called out to Jesus. He didn't call out to Jesus because he was crazy. He called out to Jesus because he was in his right mind. And the fear that he had wasn't of God because God didn't give us that spirit. He knew the only one that could save him from it was Jesus. The storm didn't, and I'm, I'm almost done, I'm almost done. The storm did not take Jesus by surprise. Let me help somebody, and I'm going to run through this thing real fast because I'm looking at the time. Jesus, the storm did not take Jesus by surprise. Because what I know is that God knows the end from the beginning. And God was Jesus, and Jesus was the word. It said that in the beginning, right? The word was the word, and God was the word. God was with the word, and the word was with God, and God came, and the word came to earth, covered himself in flesh. So Jesus is God, and God is the word. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I don't want to be saying the wrong things to people to God. And them not understand that God, Jesus, already knew the storm was going to happen. When he went to the mountain and he was praying yeah. and he sent them across the river, yeah. he, he probably went to talk to God. He's like, yeah. watch this. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. He probably said to God, watch this. That's right. <laughs> he said, let me see how they're going to react to this one. <laughs> they going, I'm going to be over here. There's a storm going to come. But what they didn't know was it didn't take Jesus by surprise. Not one minute. No, it did not sink. I don't know what Bible you read, but if you read the one I read, King James, New King James, one of those, it's going to tell you that Jesus already knew. I'm going to tell you why I know that he knew. Because in verse 25, y'all going to remember, writing this stuff, and be writing this stuff down, verse 25, so you can check me. Because I might talk a lot, but you're going to check me, and you're going to find that, you can fact check me. Because I remember I was in college, right, and we had to do fact checking. We had to do, you know, scholarly checking. We had to make sure that the facts was true. Wikipedia don't tell the truth. But the Bible does. And in verse 25, it says, now in the fourth watch of the night. That's verse 25. On the, now on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. Walking on the sea. But they were in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Which means he had to walk from the edge to the middle. Right. Right. But it went to, he went to them. But they didn't see him coming. Mm -hmm. They only seen him when he got close enough that they thought it was a ghost. Mm -hmm. Why didn't Jesus just go to the other side? Mm -hmm. And wait for him to get there. Mm -hmm. Because he already knew what was going to be going on in the boat when the storm came, he knew there was going to be some fearful folk. He knew some folk was going to be scared. No, some folk was going to be without. Some folk was even probably saying, see, he left us out here to die. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be the first time somebody said that about God, though. Because right. I remember the Israelites said something like that about God. Right. Why would he bring us out here? That's right. When, you know, Moses, when he taking the people out there, and they, get, they was free now. They was free now. Yeah, they was free. But they said, why? He would bring us all the way out here to die. was better. <laughs> let us die back there. Why would he let us come all the way out here and be a storm? When he, all, he over there is safe. He's safe on the land. But what they didn't know is that Jesus put himself in a situation with you. Jesus said, I ain't going to do nothing that I won't. I won't let you go through nothing that I didn't already go through. So Jesus said, I'm going to go through it with you, but I'm going to show you how I am and how I react in it. Yes, 
Just want to teach you. See, see Jesus is my disciple. He, I mean, he, I'm the, he's discipling me. He's teaching me how to react. He's teaching me how to be. So he said, I'm going to teach you how to be in the storm. So Jesus is walking to them. And just to be clear, the fourth, the fourth watch of the night began at that time at 3 a.m. So we're at 3 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, and our 3 a.m. is dark. 3 a.m. is dark outside. So you kind of like, you know, and I wear glasses, so I probably was probably like, yeah, I don't know, but I, it is raining. You know what I mean? It's raining, the wind blowing and everything. All this is going on. I see something, but I don't quite see what it is. And let me tell you about a storm raging in your life. It's just like that. It's exactly like that. A storm raging in your life, situations that in your life that's a storm in your life will have your vision blurred. You know when it's raining outside, you're outside in the rain. When I drive in your car and the windshield wipe is not working quite well. Well, how, how much can you really see? You're not going to get very far. So I'm trying to tell you that it does impair your vision and it scares you a little bit. You want to pull over until it stops, but you need to get where you're going. So you just slow down. You don't stop. You just slow down, but you keep going. But you know what? When it get rough for us in Jesus, when it get rough for us in church, I'm going to say church because I don't like to call it church because it's worship. See, we, we come to worship and then we got away from that. But when it gets a little, little, little rocky, a little stuff, when the waves start banging up against the boat and the wind seems like it's going to flip it over, we jump shit. But we don't jump it to get Jesus. We jump it to get to save ourselves. Just almost done, y'all. Just be clear that it was around 3 a.m. And Jesus had went to sleep already. He didn't feed the people at 3 a.m. That means some time had passed. Don't know how long it would take Jesus to get to them because it don't stay. But I know that if they left when he sent them away right after the he said the people, it had to be a few hours. They might have been an hour, at least an hour or two out in the middle. Yeah. So he came to them. But the point is, just to be clear, he came. T- he knew that they were going to be out there. They just didn't know Jesus was going to come. We have this word before us now. They didn't have that. We should not get, we should not be reacting the same way in our storm when we know that he's coming, that he's in the midst of it, that he's right there. He's never left you nor forsaken. See, back in the day, I'm at my, your pastor said something that I'm going to clear up today. He said something today about Jesus not coming when you want him, but he's always right on time. That would make, that would be, un, that's an untrue statement. I have to, I have to correct you on that, pastor. I did a little research on that. I like to play on words. When that was said, it was true. When, when that was said, when they made that up, when they made that, when that statement was made, it was true. It was true. Jesus was on earth. He was walking. He couldn't be in two places at one time because he was a man. He was flesh. He, he couldn't, but the spirit could. But he couldn't be. So when Lazarus died, they said if you was here, he wouldn't have died. So Jesus went a little couple days further, right? right. So, so he never comes when you call him. That's what that, he didn't come when they called him. Mm-hmm. Pastor. Mm-hmm. That's true in that day. You understand we've got Old Testament, New Testament, some things is true and some things, we don't stone people to death no more, but they happen. Amen? I don't want you to, I don't mess the congregation up, but I want to get people to understand what they say. You can't ride around with every bumper sticker on your car just because it's cute. May not come when you call him, but he's always right on time. But then I seen this footprints in the sand type of thing. I saw that on people's wall. It was hanging on people's wall. And, and it said, when you didn't, when you couldn't do it, when you didn't see me, when I when you turned and I wasn't next to you, because I was carrying you. That's right. 
And then the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So if, 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 if Jesus tell me he would never leave me nor forsake me, that means that it's never a time where I need to call on him because he's always with me. But see, the word of God teaches us that we call on him because he wants to hear from us. Right. See, this, I'm going to tell you about this. This is real. I'm going to go on. I'm going to finish this thing right quick after this. My children that live with me in my home. When they want to talk to me, I'm in the house. I didn't leave. They know dad's upstairs, downstairs, somewhere. He didn't leave yet. I see his truck. He's in the house. But to talk to me, you got to come, you got to call on me so that I can come to you and we can hold a conversation. Amen? Amen. You going to call me, you want to come to me, I'm going to come to you. Amen. But we're all in the same room. Yeah. If the house catch on fire, you don't have to holler out for me to save you. I'm already on the job. All right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm already on the job. I ain't got to come home from work to save you because I'm here already. I'm not Jesus, but I'm dead, so I'm here. I get to leave the house, and then I'm not with you. But Jesus said he'll never leave us, nor forsake us, which makes that statement an Old Testament. That makes that a testament of when he couldn't be there because he was in human form. Now he's no longer in human form, and it says that he's on his omnipotent omnipresent. That means he's all places at one time and can be one place at the same time. So how... I, that's another as a lesson I'm a, I'm a disciple and I disciple people I just like to teach people I don't want folk running around saying he don't come when you call him but he's always right on time he's always there he was in the middle of the storm they just couldn't see him he was in the middle of the storm they just didn't recognize him Jesus is always there you just don't recognize his presence in your situation see cause the situation should have killed you but it didn't the word of God and Lamentations, what did it say yes, again? Yes, yes, yes. Great is, thy great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. He said, great is thy faithfulness. Yes. New mercies I see. He said, all that I needed, thy hand has provided. I know the song, right? Yeah. All that I needed, thy hand has provided. Because you are always there. You know exactly what I need. You say, didn't come when I called you. No, I did. I was there, but you really didn't need me to come for that situation because that one was okay. But you couldn't see me. You thought you couldn't see me because you thought I was a ghost. You didn't recognize me, but I was sitting right there. Why do you think you didn't lose your mind? Somebody talk to me. I'm almost done. Somebody talk to me. Why do you think you didn't lose your mind? Why do why you, why you think you didn't lose your job? Why do you think you didn't lose your home? Why do you think when COVID came, you didn't lose your life? Why did you think when the pastors had to close the doors of the church, you didn't lose your God? Why do you think you didn't lose your home and you didn't lose your mind and you didn't lose your spirituality? You lost some things, but it wasn't of God anyway. Consider them gone. They can stay lost. Lost some friends. They weren't your friends in the first place. Hey. <laughs> I'm almost done. Said Peter. Peter. Stepped out of that boot. Man, Peter was making me mad in the beginning. Okay, why you keep talking? Just be quiet and listen. That's what we tell the children. We got. A, I got a child that does that, but he's really smart. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to be quiet sometimes because he's telling me the truth. Yeah. Yeah, amen? Peter just wanted to know why are you doing it? And Jesus said, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm sitting with the sinner because they need me. Uh -huh. You need me. 
And Peter understood that when he saw Jesus on the water. I need Jesus right now. Because there's nothing we can do here. Y'all all scared. Nothing y'all going to do. You understand? Y'all start rowing. <laughs> We're going to sit here and die. Let's at least try to row to the other side or something. Y'all can't help me. We in church every every Sunday morning. We in church and there's folks sitting right next to you that will not help you if you get in a storm. Because you know what they're going to say? I'm in one too. Yeah, but if we hold on to each other. Uh, amen. If, if, if I paddle a little bit and you paddle a little bit, we can get out of this thing. But we got the every man for themselves uh, mentality. Amen. But Peter got out the boat. And they said he was crazy. Amen. But open door, I want to just share with you before I leave here. The storm didn't take Jesus by surprise. And, he didn't, and yours didn't take him by surprise either. If you're not already going through a storm at the moment, if you're looking uh, far, too far ahead, if you look back and saw some of the storms that you went through and pray that you thank God for getting you through it, it says Jesus was already on his way to the rescue. So if you have some situation now, don't worry. He's with you. You just got to see him. Amen. You got to see him for who he is and what he can do. That's why around Christmas time, you know, every time I see the little baby Jesus in the manger, it's folk that think that Jesus can't do nothing for him because he's just a little baby. He grew up. He died. But he did something awesome. He rose again. And then when he did that, he said, see, when I was with you, before I rose, I couldn't be everywhere. But my father was. Where I wasn't, he was. And all I had to do was send word. But I died and I rose again. And I walked amongst men and for 40 more days. You understand? For some, so I could show some men some unfollowable proof. Amen? But now I'm sitting at the right hand of God the Father and I'm always watching. And I'm always with you. He said, Lo, I'll be with you till the end of this age. How do you think that God's not with you in a storm? I'm almost done because I got to say something about these storms. Jesus was there. They actually thought he was a ghost, but I believe that the problem, and I'm going to run through this faster, so pay attention. I believe that the problem wasn't that <clears throat> Excuse me. The problems wasn't that the disciples were couldn't see Jesus. The problem was they was too focused on the storm. That was the problem. I'm, I'm going to run through this right here. So pay attention. They were more focused on the storm. And when you are more focused on your problems, you can't see the solution. You are more focused on your problem. You cannot see the solution. See, God always gives you the answer. God gives you the answer. He said, the day I put before you life and death, choose life. Don't believe that God didn't already give you the answer in your storm. But you got to be willing to, to overlook what's going on 
and to see the answer that he's putting before you. You got to be able to overlook the storm. You got to be able to silence the, 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 the waves and silence the lightning and the thunder and calm the storm. You got to be able to put yourself in a place. You understand? It used to be a commercial. Say, call God, take me away. You got to be able to be in a place where you can just go in a quiet place in the storm, just huddle, huddle down in the, in the, in the bottom of the boat where, and just stay in the corner and, 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 and hear what he's saying to do. Sometimes you just got to you got to focus on God and not the problem. The enemy wants us to focus on the problem. We have to focus on God. Sometimes we can get so caught up in our problems that we cannot see God very there in the very midst. God was in the very midst of the storm. Jesus was right there. Right there. He was walking to him. He was right there. And they was believing the storm that got to be a goose because Jesus can't do that. That's right. He just fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish, but he cannot walk on water. That can't be Jesus. That's, right. <laughs> That's the pastor. I'm almost done. Listen, I'm almost done. Don't, don't invite me back. Listen, I'm, I'm almost done. Listen to what people do. Yeah. They go like this. My wife has a cares jar, yeah. right? And she casts her cares physically, takes her care. She write it down and she put it in her jar. She casts her care. She has like two or three of them because that's how many. I, I told her I'm about her bigger can so she can put them all in there because she doesn't transfer and got another one, got another one. But she puts it in there, physically puts it in there. She casts her care to Jesus. You understand? We have to learn how to not get caught up and not see the problem bigger than God. We can't because that's what we do. Say, I'm going to hold on to this one because this one's too big for God. I want to cast this one on, but this one right here, that's too big for God. I had that too long. God can't do nothing. I had that too long. God can't do nothing with that one. Because I had that. Like, he don't do nothing with long time cares. It's got to be the short cares. It's little, you know what I'm saying? The, the little cares. God can't do a care that's a whole book. He got to do it. You got to give him a page. He can take a page care, but he can't do a book care. Like, God can't fix my whole life. He can just fix this moment. You talking about God that knows the end from the beginning. You talking about a God that can do everything but all things but fail. And you tell me he can't fix your whole life. He can fix your whole life right now if you stop, if you stop off the boat. He can fix everything if you step out the boat. The problem is you're taking on water. You're taking the waves. You're taking the brunt of the thing. But all you got to do is step out of the boat. Let me tell you what your pastor did. I remember him when he said this. He said, he said, he said, I was, I was a minister. He said, minister, I wasn't pastor of a church yet. He said, minister. He said, I'm about to step out the boot. He said, oh, go ahead. I was all for it. I said, go ahead. I said, well, you know what's going to happen when you step out the boot, right? The naysayers gonna come after you. They're gonna ask you what you they're gonna ask you what you're doing. They're gonna say, they're gonna come after you. Gonna, and you know what? They're gonna come at you with some real stuff. Like you know it's hard out there. You might have to paddle to Jesus. You're gonna have to, you're gonna be taking water. You're gonna be swallowing water while you're trying to get to Jesus. In this boat, you ain't got that to worry about. Let me go ahead. I got one more. I broke this down. I got one more page, and it's a short one. Stay with me, open door. Please stay with me. Stay with me, people of God. Bear with me. I know I talk. I know it. But just bear with me. Chew the meat, spit out the bone. Listen. I heard somewhere on this week that we as pastors don't need to just preach and leave the people of God. 
We don't need to preach and leave the people of God. But what we need to do is edify the people of God. See, we preach because it feels good, it sounds good, it gets you jumping, somebody saying amen, you get excited. You know, when you got a cheerleading team, you get excited, man, you just get excited. But I just want to, I don't want to get excited and leave the people of God with something that does not help them. The word of God is there to correct you and to teach you and to give you, equip you with everything that you need. That's what the word of God is for. That's why every time I say something, it might be cute. I give you scripture. I have to give you scripture. I have to edify you. Yes, I heard this somewhere this week. We have to edify our people and too many preachers are not doing that. They're leaving feeling good about what they did because, wow, I preached a good. Pastor, you preached today, Pastor. You preached today and patting themselves on the back because they preached and they, and they did all of that. You know what I mean? I didn't know if they was preaching or doing karate, but, but they was up there doing something, but you left there and was like, huh? Tell the truth. Tell it. What? Tell the truth. You say, huh? I'm supposed to do what? I don't know. Did the pastor say I'm supposed to stay in the boat, get out the boat? Am I supposed to go to Jesus and wait for him to come to me? What was I supposed to do? Because he confused me because he got there. I thought he was up there having an asthma attack. I didn't know what he was saying. I'm, and I don't mind. And people preaching, they got this way of preaching. But if I don't leave here edifying you, I don't never want to be invited back. Let me tell you about this. Edify is somebody, in case you don't know. Because we can't expect everybody to know everything that we're talking about. Some people may have never heard that scripture text before. It don't be ashamed if you have it. Amen? Amen. There's places in that Bible that I haven't been yet. Amen? Amen? But to edify you, it simply means to instruct you or improve you morally, intellectually. And I come here because I believe God sent me to get on assignment today. To edify you, Amen. to instruct you, right. to improve you yeah. while you go through a storm. Yeah. But he didn't want me to just edify you with words, yeah. with new words. Mm-hmm. No, because his word is the same. You probably heard it before. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to edify you spiritually. Amen. See, because you can stop eating food. But the word that edifies you spiritually stays with you until you die and see him again. I want to instruct you in a holy way. Edify you spiritually. So open door. People of God. When the storms come and they will. Because the Bible says that they will. I know somebody out there is always a little old lady that's been in church for 100 years. Baby. I done been through everything that I'm going to go through. I'm just waiting on Jesus. I say, well, Grandma, as long as you live, the Bible says this in Job 14.1, your 101-year-old self, if you live to be 102, between 101 and 102 now, you might have another storm. It may not be as big as some of the ones that you had when you was younger. 
But don't think that you can't have one because the word of God says in Job 14, 1, that man born, man who was born of a woman. And I think all of us got here that way because we didn't get here like Adam and Eve. So that means that each and every one of us that was born today, that, yep, that the doctor smacked and said, eh, we all was born of a woman on today. No test tube babies running around. We was born of a woman. He said, man born of a woman. If you was a test tube baby, you're a monster. Man born of a woman in, is, is a few days. And in that, in those few days are full of trouble. And I, let me, let me, let me just read. Let me, you know, God said, don't add no words to it and don't take none away. But I'm just going to show this with you. In that few days, he said, it is full of trouble. That word trouble relates to me as storms. It's going to be some storms. Amen. We could really create that trouble as some storms, Pastor. So that word of God is true. You might say that the pastor up there lying. He don't know how to preach. I don't know what you were talking about, Pastor. I ain't hearing preach yet. I know he's something, but he ain't no preacher. I know what you're saying about me because you're probably in the boat with the other people. But I'm going to tell you what I did a long time ago. I stepped out of the boat because it looked like a ghost. I wasn't sure if he wanted me to preach or if he wanted me to teach. I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know if he wanted me to start a church. I didn't know if he wanted me to sit in the pews. But I knew that it looked like Jesus that was calling me. And I said like Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. Lord, if it be you, open, open door. If it be you, bid me to come. Pastor, if it be me, if it be Jesus, bid me to come. I'm trying to tell you, Lord, I'm tired of the storm that I've been riding in. I'm tired of the storm that I've been raging in my life. I'm tired, Lord, and if it be you, bid me to come out there with you. I'm trying to tell you, open, open door, listen to me. I've learned the secret. Like Paul. Like Paul, I promise you I'm done. Like Paul, he said, I learned a secret. If you know the word, Paul learned a secret. He learned how to be a content in every state. You understand? Whether it was peace or rather it was a storm. Right? He said, I, I learned to be content. I learned to be content whether I'm a base or, or whether I'm a balance. He said, whether I'm up or whether I'm down. He said, whether I'm in the calm of the boat or whether I'm in the storm in the middle of the sea of Galilee. I learned a secret to be content in every state. And I'm trying to tell you like Paul, I learned a secret and I'm going to share that secret with you. I learned to look out on the horizon when my storm is raging and I learned to look for Jesus and ask him, Lord, if it be you, bid me to walk out there on the sea with you because I'm tired of being in this place. I'm tired of being in this storm. I'm tired of being in this wrong way that I'm in. I'm tired, Lord. I'm tired of living like this, Lord. I'm tired of uh, talking like this, Lord. I'm tired of walking like this, Lord. I'm tired of the people that's been hanging around me, Lord. Just take me out of here, Lord, if it be you. Bid me to come. Sometimes storms come, and they will. Peter was probably afraid. And I know he was because the word tells me. Yes, yes, yes. But he stepped out of the boat on faith. Sometimes storms come and try to change your direction. As scripture stated, verse 30, when the wind was boisterous, the wind was noisy. 
and, 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 and blowing and lots of power. Power enough that it would be able to push you in another direction. Sometimes storms come and like the word said, it was it, the wind was trying to push them contrary to where they were going. Sometimes God sends a storm to push you in a different direction because you're going in the wrong way. And he sends a storm to push you in a different direction. Amen. Sometimes storms coming if your sails is up the wind will blow you in the direction that it's going. And God wants you to go that way. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about because I know that I heard somebody named Jonah. I heard he was trying to go in the wrong way. And I know he was trying to go in the wrong way. And God did what he had to do to get him in the right way. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes storms come to push you in the right direction. Amen. To push you out of your comfort zone. Push you out of that boat that you in, that you think you're so comfortable in. Push you out on the water so you can really walk with Jesus. I'm just trying to help you open door sanctuary. I bless you uh, as God blessed me. I learned a secret and the secret that I'm willing to share with you is that, that it might edify you. Jesus said come when he asked, Jesus didn't say, no, 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 you stay in the boat. When P Peter asked, and all you have to do is ask him. See, that's the problem. We're scared to ask him what it is that we really desire. Because we know that if we ask him, Jesus is going to say, come. But you know what I love about this scripture text? At the end, it says that Jesus didn't just leave the ones that were scared and the ones that was the naysayers. Jesus didn't leave the ones that say, why are you getting out that boat, Pastor? Yeah. He didn't leave them. Yeah, he did not. That's right. He didn't leave them because he said, That's right. great is thy faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. He didn't leave them because he's, he said, I got to be, I got to live up to my word. That's right. Jesus said, I got to live up to my word. That's right. open, open door, I'm about to leave. He said, I got I to gotta live up to my word, Jesus said. Great is thy faithfulness. They, I got to live up to my word. And then I, I got you, Peter. Said at a point, Peter had started, took his eyes off Jesus and he put his eyes back on the problem and started going down. But he reached his hand out because he said, Jesus, save me. Yes, yes, yes. And he said he reached his hand out and yes. lift him right up. Lift him right up. But he looked back and said, because great is my faithfulness, I got I to gotta live up to my word, he said. He said, I got to go back to the boat. Yes. He said, I could have walked Peter back to the shore yes. and left them fools in there <laughs> to deal with the storm until it was over. Because the storm wasn't going to laugh always. Yeah. Those words say, trouble don't last always. The storm was going to pass. This too shall pass. The storm was going to pass. Somebody might have got killed or somebody might have drowned by that time, but the storm would have passed. But Jesus, great is thy faithfulness. Seven whole years, great is thy faithfulness. Felt like my ship was going to sink, but great is thy faithfulness. Felt like the storm wasn't going to stop, but great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. You walked Peter back. I stepped out on faith, and some of my folk were scared. They didn't want to come with me. But he said, he said watch this. I'm going to take you back to the boat. When I get there, I'm going to stop the whole storm. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. God is so good to us that he got back. Excuse me, Pete. He got back. Yeah. Should have drank my water they gave yeah. me, but get two rambunctious. God, Jesus got back. Amen. He went back to the ship, right? I'm done. Thank you, Pastor. He went back to the boot. And when he got back to the boot, he got in the boot. And I don't remember reading how he got on him. Mm -hmm. 
like some of the pastors do us. I'm helping somebody. Pastor, I might be helping you. Because I don't do this to my people. You ain't tired, that's your business. You ain't come last Sunday, that's your business. Whatever you're not doing for God, that's your business. Amen? I ain't going to kick you out because it ain't mine to kick you out. Amen? I ain't going to drop you off road because ain't none of mine. I ain't got no role. God got the book. I ain't going to get on you. Amen. Amen? Jesus got in that boat, and I don't remember, because I read the scripture. I don't remember him saying, that. why y'all talking about Peter? Why y'all didn't get out the boat? Why y'all didn't follow him? Why y'all stay in his scared? Why y'all didn't step out on faith? Why y'all didn't do this? Why y'all didn't do that? Jesus just stopped the storm. Yeah. He said, see what I could do? Yeah. Just keep believing me. Yeah. Open house. Keep believing God. Yeah. Yeah, As your yeah. pastor keeps believing God. Yeah. Stay in the boat. Bye -bye. Thank you, Another storm's going to arise. Thank yes, indeed. <laughs> Don't jump ship. Thank you, Lord. Don't talk about the pastor. Amen. He trusts God. Yes, Lord. Stay in the boat. I'ma stay in the boat. I'ma roll by y'all in mine. <laughs> I'ma say, y'all good? Because we good. Somebody wanna get in here? Because <laughs> we good. But I'm just here to just share that with you. God just sent me by to edify you with that. I have a secret, and the secret is trust in Jesus. Yes. Because he's never leave, he will never leave you nor forsake yes. you. And the secret is this. He's right in the middle of your storm. Yes. Call out to him yes. and stop looking for him. Yes. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yes. Call out to him. Stop looking for him. Amen. Right. So, Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you that you have uh, done what you uh, sent me here to do, Father God. I, I pray that I said all that you needed me to say. And anything that I said extra, Father God, I pray that you would fix it in a way that these people will get a laugh out of it, they, that, they will, that they will feel good in their soul, Father God, that they won't talk about how long it was, uh, but talk about how good it was and how edifying it was to their spirit. Father God, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus on this day that this is the day that you have made and you gave us a reason to rejoice and be glad in it. You gave us a reason to rejoice even through our storm, Father God. You gave us a new way to walk today. You said we will stand up in this boat and even climb out of it and because we're going to walk to you, Lord, and you're going to calm this thing down. And you know, we're going to walk back to those people who thought we were crazy and help them out of the storm. Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray, Lord, as I leave this place but never leave in your presence, may you keep me, Father God, for it's the only way that I can be kept. May you bless these, your people, for it's the only way that they can be blessed. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray with thanksgiving always. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm going to turn this over to your pastor, uh, my friend, and I pray um, that you invite me back again, and I pray that, that you didn't say he was long-winded because he's pastor. Tell the truth. I just want to help you. And, and, and I don't get nothing for doing this. Amen. I just get the joy in my heart for being able to share something from his message that's good for you. Amen. 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 Hey, I'm going now. Turn it over to you, to your pastor.